0: Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Atlanta Man Podcast. I am your host Ryan Rogers, and on today's episode, we will be discussing the last two series uh, from the Braves. They had the All Star break in between their series with the Nationals and the Angels, uh, but we'll uh, dig in to those games in just a second. But the headliner of this podcast is that Adam Duvall is out for the rest of the season. He got hurt during game two, I believe, of the Angels series this weekend. He, let me read the exact injury here, it says he tore his tendon sheath in in his left wrist, which is going to have him out for the entire rest of the season. He's going to have surgery on it this week. So... Um, not a absolutely massive blow to the Braves, but definitely um, something that is a, a definitely a big loss for the team. Um, not like one of their stars going down, but Duvall has been a very productive player lately. Um, really, for like the past two months, he's been very, very good. Um, he's a very solid defender, and yeah, it's it's a it's a real loss for the team. Um, I got his numbers pulled up now. Uh, these are his numbers since Michael Harris was promoted to the big leagues, and um, was able to get Adam out of center field and put him into a corner. Um, it's been 39 games in this uh, sample. The Braves went 28 and 11 in these games. It shows you how good they've been. But Adam hit 10 homers. He had a 8.66 OPS. He has been absolutely fantastic since um, he was able to move into left field out of center. Um, definitely, definitely a big loss for the team, especially with this defense and the Braves already probably should have been looking at left field options at the trade deadline. They will without a doubt be looking for him now because the options right now are Eddie Rosario who has still has struggled even um, after coming back from the eye surgery. Um, Guillermo Heredia started in left field on Sunday against the lefty Really, That's their main option against the left-handed pitcher is Heredia who is um, not what you want um, as a starting left fielder against lefties. You got to have something, you got to have something better than that for sure. And Eddie can't hit lefty. So it's, kind of a righties or bust for him and even though he's, he's really not hitting um the righties great either this year he's just struggling overall so yeah the braves will definitely be looking into a corner outfield upgrade at the deadline that's kind of become priority number one for the team maybe a starting pitcher too um it could be equally as important but yeah it's a it's a hole in left field right now there's plenty of options out there um i'll, I'll get into those probably next week on the podcast right before the trade deadline um so yeah it's uh it's a pretty bleak in left field, um, especially with Duval gone now, but yeah, definitely not a good, not a good thing at all with the Duval going down because he had been pretty, pretty productive over the past month and a half, month, month and a half plus or so. So definitely a real loss there. So now we'll get into the actual baseball games that took place um, since we last spoke. Uh, right after the Mets series, the Braves went to Washington to face the absolutely terrible Washington Nationals. They took the first three games of this series. They dropped game four. Uh, Spencer Strider kind of had a dud, but he was also kind of uh, unlucky, in a sense, and in, uh, in that game. But uh, definitely a dud of a start for him. But we'll start off with game one. The Braves won 5-4. to four. Um, Kind of a breezy win. They led pole to pole in this one until the very end, when things got a little chippy. They led 5-2 um, to two heading into the eighth inning, but they allowed a run in the eighth and ninth. I think it was Mentor Min- yeah, and Kinley both allowed a run. This was... Kinley's first like save situation back, and he definitely had to labor a good bit in this game. Let's see his uh, line: gave up two hits, ended up giving up a run, um, gave up a home run too. I uh, I think was it Josh Bell that hit it off of him. He gave up a home run though, nonetheless. Um, but also gave up a couple of hits. Uh, had a lot of base runners on, and uh, definitely had to get out of a, of a tough jam. Had to throw twenty four pitches to get out of the inning. AJ had to throw twenty in his inning when he gave up a, a run also. But Kinley was able to get out of it, got the save. He hasn't been super sharp since coming back from his um, heart issues that he's had. But honestly, a lot of these games that the Braves have played have not been save situations or high lever situations at all. So take it with a grain of salt because this was like one of the only games the Braves have played that's been remotely close um, since Kinley came back. So move on to game two. Braves win 8-4, to four. Um, another game where the bullpen kind of let them the Nationals make it interesting-ish in the ninth inning. Uh, Will Smith gave up three runs in the ninth. They had to bring in A.J. Mentor to save it. And, um, yeah, AJ, or Will Smith goes, .2 innings pitched, three earned runs, two walks, three hits, including being told to walk Juan Soto with the bases loaded and then immediately getting removed from the game. Him and Soto had a, a pretty entertaining exchange after that moment. Thought it was pretty funny. Juan Soto just completely and utterly owns Will Smith in every sense of the word. I mean, Will Smith was calling him a mother effer and all this kind of other stuff. And Juan Soto just kind of put his his fist up, put him under his eyes, and made the crying baby gesture to him. And uh, just pretty humiliating for Will Smith of having Rick Cranis come out to the mound and said, hey, don't, just don't give this guy anything to hit. Walks him on four pitches with the bases loaded, which honestly is the right move because Soto could have tied the game. Or made it a one run game. Made it a one run game if you would have gone deep off Will Smith, which is like a likely scenario with those two guys, um, clashing horns there. But the Braves win eight to four, probably should have been a larger win than it is because they're leading eight to one heading into the bottom of the ninth. But who cares? Braves win eight to four. Move on to game three, another just breezy win six to three in this one. <clears throat> um. They led four to nothing, but the Nationals did come back to make it four to three. But the Braves tacked on two runs in the seventh to make it a six to three game, and uh, they win pretty comfortably in this one. Didn't really feel like the Nats um, had a super large thread this game, like they did in the others. But this was Kinley's, I think it's Kinley's only clean outing in the save situation since coming back. But he, um, I think he had a one two three inning. Yeah, he did one two three inning in the ninth for the save. Um, good cleaning for Kinley. He has not been um, great there, like I said lately. So, move on to game four. This is the one that the Braves dropped. They lost seven to three. Like I said, Spencer Strider kind of had a dud in this one, but got a little bit unlucky. Austin Riley had a couple of really bad defensive plays in this game, which he's earned a lot of those with how good he has hit. He's been absolutely fantastic lately. He's been like the best hitter in baseball for the past few weeks or so. But Strider's line does look pretty ugly. Uh, four innings pitched, five earned runs. I don't know how earned those runs really were, but still wasn't his sharpest. Had four strikeouts, gave up four hits and two walks. Um, still, though, he's still having a really good season. ZRA still at 303. He's uh, he's fine. I'm not really worried about Strider. It was just uh, kind of one of those days for him. Um, watch Washington had a bullpen game in this game. The Braves did uh, come back a little bit. They got three runs off of Jordan Weems in the uh, fourth inning, but that's all they would get for the entire game. Soto hit a home run in this game. The Nationals were just kind of just bashing away at the Braves, which broke a pretty impressive win streak. The Braves had won nine straight against the Nationals, and they had won 14 straight in Nationals Park, which is a pretty wild um, streak they had going against the Nationals, just of pure dominance. Granted, they are just terrible. I think they might be the worst team in baseball. Um, definitely the worst team I've seen the Braves play this year. Their pitching is just, they have, they have nothing. And, um, pretty soon here they could be without Juan Soto and Josh Bell, which would just, they would be fielding a triple A team essentially, but enough, enough piling on to the Nationals. We'll move on to the pretty highly anticipated series between the Braves and the Angels. Um, kind of a big asterisk on this series is that Mike Trout was put on the 10 day IL before the all-star break, um, This was the series directly after the All-Star break for the Braves and the Angels. But in Game 1, it was Shohei Ohtani day uh, as he got the start for the Angels. And he was absolutely terrific through six innings. But he went out for the seventh, and it quickly turned into maybe his worst start of the entire season. Over the first six innings, he went six innings pitch, zero earned runs, um, 11 strikeouts. And in the seventh inning, he gives up six earned runs. The Braves just started to absolutely go to town on him in the sixth. Matt Olson goes deep off of him. Orlando Arcia takes him deep, which is um, not something that I would have predicted. Eddie Rosario had an RBI hit off of him. Um, the Braves just ran wild on him and definitely put up a crooked number as uh, they got the win 8-2. to Very impressive stuff because Shohei's been one of the best pitchers in baseball this year. And he was dominant through six innings. And then in the Braves put up seven runs in the seventh. Six of them um, tagged on to Shohei. And, yeah, just pretty wild stuff. They get the win 8-1 to one in this one. And, um, yeah, not really much more you can say about that of a game that looked like it was a, going to be a huge pitcher's duel. The game was tied at zero going into the seventh because Charlie Morton was really good in this game. Granted, this Angels, this Angels lineup is bad, really. I mean, they have Otani. And they have Taylor Ward. Um, like Jared Walsh is having a bad year. Everybody else in the lineup has been bad. They're without Mike Trout. So, yeah, it's um it's not a great lineup. But Charlie Morton did look good. Got out of some jams. I, I thought it was an encouraging start for him. But, yeah, getting to Otani in the seventh, that was just really, really, really impressive stuff. And um, definitely going to be one of the more memorable like moments of the year, the way they just hounded Otani. And um, after the way he'd been pitching through the first six innings, it was really impressive. So uh, we'll move on to game two of this series. The Braves get another very comfortable win. Seven to two is the final. They got off to a five-nothing lead early. They ended up leading by seven to one at one point in the in the fourth inning, and the game was just kind of over from there. Austin Riley, he continues to be the hottest man on the planet. Uh, he had his 28th homer. Um, Acuna got a double in this game, which was uh, pretty pretty good stuff from him. Kyle Wright was good in this game, as always. He's been just great all year. Six innings pitched, two earned runs, eight strikeouts. He was great. He did give up a homer to Otani. Otani hit an absolute rocket into the chop house. I don't know what the exact launch angle of this ball was, but it was it, the entire flight of the ball was literally the exact height of the large wall in right field. Which isn't a very like like tall home run. It was just a absolute missile, with the lowest possible launch angle for that ball to get out, and it did. He just he just crushed it in a line drive way, I guess is the way to put it. It was just an absolute bullet. But uh, Otani did take high right deep. He had two hits in this game, uh, but the Braves got a pretty comfortable win, seven to two. Now we'll move on to the final game of the series. This one was not fun at all. The Braves lose nine to one. Ian Anderson had another just absolutely horrific start in this game uh, he goes three innings pitched seven earned runs three walks eight hits only two strikeouts and he gave up a homer Then put him out for the fourth inning he only faced two batters before getting replaced by jackson stevens who actually did a good job of damage control and eating some innings he went 3.1 innings pitched gave up gave up a run but it wasn't earned so he did a good job of eating innings kind of saving the bullpen They did bring uh, Kinley into this game. Like I said, he gave up a run in kind of garbage time to, uh, I guess, just to give him something to do because he hadn't pitched all series. Understandable. Um, But, yeah, in the first inning, things just went off the rails completely for him. He got Otani out the first part of the game, but then he goes home run to Taylor Ward, then he gives up four straight hits to um, Dylan Thomas, no, to uh, Jared Walsh, Luis Rengifo, Max Stassi, and I think Joe Adele got a hit too. Like he gave it like five straight hits in a row, and he was just absolutely terrible. Um, Stassi had a double off of him. Like I said, Taylor Ward took him deep. He was just really, really bad in this game. There are some murmurs of him being sent down to Triple A. I think he should have already. He still hasn't. I just don't. I guess. I guess the reasoning is the Braves don't think none of their other options in Triple A are uh, better than Ian. Which Kyle Wright, or not Kyle Wright? Kyle Muller has, has been pitching very well in Gwinnett. I do think that's definitely an option, and um, I'm kind of surprised that he hasn't got a crack at this yet because Ian's Ian's numbers this year are terrible. Let me pull up his exact stuff. He's been worth zero WAR on the dot, 0 point zero. He's got a five three one ERA. He leads the league in walks with 48. He has a one point five eight FIP. Which is terrible. That's a base runner, over a base runner and a half per inning. Um, his K rate is down. His FIP is 4 4 rate. So I guess you could say he's getting a little unlucky, but he's almost giving up 10 hits per nine innings. Yeah, the walks are up. It's just all bad. He's having a bad, bad year. And um, Ian has always been a guy that has um, bad peripherals and uh, just kind of bad stat cast metrics. And um, you're kind of just seeing that now like kind of come to fruition but you know you, people would check his page last year on um baseball savant and be like man ian's kind of getting lucky here and it just kind of seemed like he was going to be one of those guys that kind of had tough peripherals but was uh, able to kind of pitch above his head and outperform them but i feel like the horseshoe has just officially fell out of his ass this year and um it has caught up to him in the worst way possible he has been absolutely terrible and i mean that in the most kind way because i i still love ian anderson i do but I do think a, I do think a stint in AAA would serve him well, kind of like the Mike Fulton-Avich treatment in 2019. He was really bad in 2019. They did send him on AAA like really early in the season, so he had like a lot of time. There isn't that much time for Ian to like get right um, this year, but maybe just to give him some kind of confidence. I don't know, but yeah, really really bad start for Ian, and kind of the Braves just had no chance. They were down five to nothing after the first inning. They were down eight to nothing after the fourth inning, so just kind of uh, demoralizing for the offense when you're down by that much that early. And uh, yeah, not good at all for Ian. So the Braves were able to make up some ground though um, in this series or this weekend. The Mets lost two out of three to the Padres, so they were able to gain a game. They were they did have a chance to move into first place on Sunday with a win and the Mets losing, but the Braves obviously lost and the Mets. Beat the Padres um, on Sunday, but the Braves still make up a game. They're a game and a half out of the division. They're in a really good spot. Let me pull up their playoff or division odds. Their playoff odds are pretty much at a hundred percent right now. But uh, according to Baseball Reference, the Braves have a 98.5 percent chance to make the playoffs, which is really good. Um, their division odds are—they seem very low to me. They have the Braves as only a thirty-five point four percent chance to win the division, with the Mets sitting at sixty-two point seven. That seems very low. I wouldn't say it's fifty-fifty yet, but I would probably put it more of like a fifty-five forty-five. They still have the Phillies like with a two percent chance to win the division. I don't buy that at all. But um, yeah, they're a little bit Baseball Reference a little bit higher on the Mets and lower on the Braves, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah. It's, uh, it seems a little high for me with those Mets division odds, especially with all the games they have to play. Still, you could kind of that kind of goes both ways though. The Mets can say to themselves, "Hey, if we take care of business, we're going to win." Braves do the same thing. So, yeah, I probably put it a little bit closer than it is, but um, at the end of the day, these are just um, just just one metric. There's other ones I'm sure that favor the Braves, but this is the one I look at look at for the most part. But yeah, uh, the Braves over the past thirty days have increased their postseason odds by almost sixteen percent. So that's pretty good. The Phillies have by 30%, which is pretty wild. Anyway, yeah, those are the odds of the Braves winning the division. They're one and a half games back. Uh, they play the Phillies this week on the road um, in Philadelphia. The Mets go to play the Yankees, who are the best team in baseball this year. I think it's only a two-game set. I don't, I don't know if it's in um, Yankee Stadium or if the Mets are going to have home field for that one. But uh, this week... The Braves have the Phillies for three, and then this weekend they go, they come home and play Arizona for three at Truist Park. So a pretty um, favorable schedule. The Phillies have been struggling lately, and I just don't think they're that good. Um, I'm not sure who the Braves have lined, who the Phillies lined up starters are. Let me look if they get Wheeler and Nola. Kind of seems like they always get Wheeler and Nola, but uh, let me let me just check that real quick. Okay, so game one, it's uh, yeah they get Nola Game two, the Phillies have not announced their starter for game three. They get Ranger Suarez in game one tonight, but uh, Brace got Max Free going. Then it'll be Strider in game two and Morton in game three. So th- I don't think it'll be Zach Wheeler for game three, as uh, I feel like they just would listen by now. So they're gonna get Nola, but probably not Zach Wheeler. That's a good sign for the Braves and yeah a favorable week for them for sure they're better than the Phillies and the Diamondbacks so they should have another winning week and uh, like I said the Mets got put the Yankees so hopefully the Yankees can do us a favor and uh, help take them down a couple notches for sure so uh, yep yeah, that'll do it for this episode if you made it this far listening I really really appreciate it and I will see you in the next one <laughs>